A reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning in chapter 16, starting at verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? It's Ash Wednesday, the beginning of our Lenten journey, and it's the first time that I've had the privilege of being your pastor during this season. And uh, it's an honor to be doing that. And it's a journey that levels the ground for all of us as real human beings, as real sinners in need of forgiveness. And it's a beautiful journey, and it's a confusing journey for many. So I want to just give you a little bit tonight of what this means to me and what this is about for us. We're going to have a time where ashes are going to be placed upon your head. And for some of you, that's something you've done for years, maybe decades. For others, maybe it's the first time. Some, this might be the first time you've ever even attended an Ash Wednesday service, and if that's the case, I'm so glad you're here. We're delighted that you would choose this night to come and be with us. We're going to put those ashes on your head, and we're going to say some words when we do that. And those words go like this, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Well, what's going on with the dust? (laughs) Why are we putting dust on our foreheads? What's the purpose behind this? Well, it's to remind us of three things. We put dust on our foreheads to remind us of who we are, what we've done, and where we are going. Who are we? Well, first of all, we're human beings. Every one of us. Everybody in this room is a human being. Some of us are tall, some of us are short. Some of us are black, some of us are white, and all kinds of shades in between. Some of us are older, some of us are younger. Some of us are thin, some of us are not so thin. But we are all human, and we are all fragile, and we are all created in God's image, a beautiful gift from our creator. And we share all of that together. And every one of us was born And every one of us has grown to whatever place it is that we are right now, going through all the different struggles that life throws at us. Some of them may be thrown at you when you were still an infant. Some of you went through those struggles in middle school. Maybe you're still there. Others of you are facing those struggles right now. They might be physical struggles. They might be emotional struggles. They might be relationship struggles, but we're fragile human beings, and every one of us shares in that. 
And these ashes just remind us of our humanity because we were made from the dust. Someone once said that we were made from stardust, from that which was at the core of stars for millions and millions of years, makes its way to where we are and becomes a part of who we are. So we remember who we are. And from that, we also remember what we've done. And this is the hard part. Because when we come into this season and we put that mark of an ash on our forehead, it's a reminder of who we are, but it's a reminder of the fact that we are broken people and we do things to hurt one another. We do things that do damage to ourselves, damage to our neighbors, damage to friends, sometimes damage and hurt to those who are the very closest to us. And as a result of those things, we do damage to a relationship with the one who created us. Because he is not one who seeks to do harm. But we do. We say a confession very often in our church that comes right from the first epistle of John. It says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So if you come here tonight and you think, well, you know what? I'm pretty much better than most people. Maybe. Maybe not. But I guarantee you, you're deceiving yourselves if you don't think that there are things in you and things about you and things that you have done and things that you wish you hadn't done that are offensive to God and hurtful to those around you. We got to own what we've done. We are selfish. We are greedy. We are me first. And get out of my way. Maybe not all the time. There's some times where we can put just enough of a shell around it that it doesn't look that way. But when you catch us off guard, or any one of us at our worst, you know that that's what you're going to see. I know that's what you'll see from me. It's reality of me. Because I'm one of you. And we have a word for it. It's called sin. And we don't like to talk about that word very much, but it just simply means doing those things that are offensive to God and break relationship with one another. Whatever it is that misses the mark of what God expects for us and desires for us, that's sin. And it's stained every one of us from the time we were born to the time we are sitting here right now. So that's who we are and what we've done but what does this mean about where we are going? Well, here's the bad news. Every one of us is born, and every one of us is going to die. Sometimes we have to just let that sink in. For some, that seems like something so distant and away. For others, you may have experienced it close up and personal. For others, you may be in that struggle right now. But there's a reality. The reality is that the death rate is still around 100%. Every one of us is going to face that. That's the journey. And that's what the ashes remind us of. Remember you are dust. 
and to dust you shall return. And the reason for that is because of the sin that came into this world and has broken this world and is now copied and repeated and passed down from generation to generation, from me to my children, from my parents and great-grandparents and all the way down the line. That's us. And the ashes here tonight are to remind us of that. But the ashes are also going to be put on your forehead in the shape of a cross. And why are they in the shape of a cross? Because the cross reminds us of who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, and where Jesus is leading us. And that's the journey of Lent. Who is Jesus? <laughs> well, Jesus was a human too. He was born in a manger with a mother and a father. And he was fragile and needed to be cared for. And he was tempted in every way. That's what the Bible teaches us. And this season of Lent in these 40 days that bring us up to Holy Week and Easter Sunday... Well, those 40 days represent the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness being tempted. The same kind of temptations that you and I face. They were there for Jesus, who was a real human being. And he cried, and he laughed, and he had friends, and he had enemies. And he had all of those things. But more than that, he was the Son of God. Fully human, but fully God. 100% of both. That's hard for us to wrap our minds around in any way. And I'm not going to try and explain it or think that I fully have it figured out either. But this I do know and trust. That that's who Jesus was and who Jesus is. The Son of God. The perfect revelation of the Father's love, of his heart for us. And while we know that we are sinners... Jesus himself was sinless, perfect, living that life. And he didn't just live it as an example for us. I'm glad that there are examples that we can follow of Jesus. But that's not his main point for being here. His main point for coming to the world was to deal with the sin that you and I have in our lives that we can't possibly deal with ourselves. And that's exactly what Jesus has done. Jesus took that journey to the cross. And on that cross, he took all of the sin of the entire world. That's every pain you've ever felt. That's every pain you've ever inflicted. That's every wound you've ever hurt with or hurt somebody else with. It's every mistake you've ever made. It's everything you've ever done on purpose or left undone. Every one of those things and everything that you have done or will do, all of that is what Jesus took on the cross. How could he do that? Because he's God. And he does it on purpose. And not because he's angry with us, but because it's his choice to come and rescue us from ourselves. And friends, you and I need rescuing. Because I know me, and I'm starting to get some of you. And all of us are in this boat together, and none of us is getting out of this alive. 
So when we come to this place of knowing who Jesus is and what Jesus has done, then we move to where Jesus is leading us. And that's the hard part too. Because when Jesus was talking with Peter about where it was that he was going, Peter's response was, no way. Uh Uh-uh. No, you're, you're God. You're the Messiah. There's no way that that can happen to you. There's no way I'm letting that happen to you. Because if that can happen to you, it could happen to me. That's what's underlying what Peter is saying. And Jesus goes, Peter, you just don't get it. You have in mind the things down here. I have in mind the things of God. Because the things of down here are going to kill you. But the things that I've come to focus on, that Jesus came to focus on, those are the things that save us, that rescue us, that bring us into his eternal life. The ashes remind us that we take a journey from life to death, but the cross reminds us that we are on a journey from life to death to new life and eternal life. And that's only because of Jesus. And how do we step into that new life? We trust in him and we trust that when he says, follow me, we follow him. And we trust that when he says, if you're going to follow me, there's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some things you're going to have to let go of if you're going to follow me. That's what it means to deny yourself. And if you're going to follow me, you're going to pick up a cross. And that cross is not going to be comfortable. And it will be there to remind you of what I have done for you and why you need it. And that is such a gift And when we do that, when we're willing to take those steps and begin that journey of denying ourselves and repenting, turning away from those things that bring us death and destruction, and instead turning to Jesus, the one who is leading us in this life, on a journey to the cross where it's all laid down so that we can receive the new life that he has for us through his resurrection. That's the journey we begin tonight. It's a journey of losing your life so you can find it. It's a journey of repenting. And it's a journey that leads us to the darkest and deepest places within our hearts that Jesus wants to meet us there. When we come every night to this place on Wednesday and we sit beneath this cross, let that cross remind you once again, of who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, and where Jesus is leading you. And remember that that path is a path of denying yourself and turning to him and taking up your cross and meeting him at his and dying with him so that you can be raised to new life again. That's our hope. That's why we're here. Let's pray. Jesus, you called each and every soul in this place to this place. And we are not here by accident. And each one of us is beautifully created in the image of God the Father. 
And every one of us has blown it. And every one of us has turned away and turned to ourselves for the things that we want. So Lord, help us now as we walk this journey to follow you, to stay close to you, to trust you with everything, even the deepest, darkest places in our hearts and the most grueling pain that has been inflicted upon us or that we've inflicted upon ourselves. Lord, go there and meet us there at the foot of your cross. Thank you, Jesus, for leading us. Amen.